Welcome to the Unlabeling Effect, where three distinctive women daringly dive into some taboos with the intention to normalize the uncomfortable yet vital conversations. We're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery with comrades like you. Let's commence on this week's episode. Are you really listening? So what do we understand about active listening? Let us just recall When was the last time that we had a decent conversation with someone that we genuinely care about? And do you remember how engaged or how present were you? So I'm your host, Melody. And with me here today are Vivian and Risa. Hello. Hi. So I'm really excited about this episode because I had a really really refreshing experience at Talking Mental uh, back Mm. in October with Viv. I want to do that practice with you two again today. So this practice basically would start with the speaker having one minute to talk about a topic that I would give you guys very shortly. So the listener would have to refrain from asking any questions until that one minute (laughs) is over. After that one minute, you get to ask whatever question you want to gain clarifications or you can even introduce your own judgment or your own opinion on that but before that one minute is over you have to just purely be a listener and the listener also has to summarize what the speaker just said in her own words Rita I'm warning you it's not easy (laughs) I bet I felt so present and so engaged so I would love to try that with you guys okay so sure let me be the speaker to start with and then Viv would be the listener so the topic that I want us to discuss or talk about is why we decided to create UE okay three two one So UE, a labeling effect, means a lot to me, but mainly not not just the name and labeling effect, but, you know, um, the conversation or this idea came across back in January last year, I believe, when uh, two months after I moved back to Hong Kong from the UK. And we know that we always have this common likes in our mind that we want to do something and about mental wellness and it's always like a very important aspect in our life and we said that we would want to bring a lot of mental wellness related conversations to the table so that we can stimulate a lot of people to you know really take ownership and taking care of their own mental well-being and so a labeling effect is our first baby step to create a platform um, where we can voice things up about this topic one minute. Okay. Hang on. So Mel, so unlabeling effect means a lot of things to you. And you had this idea about two months after you moved back to Hong Kong from the UK. And you know that three of us have always have um, this purpose of ours around um, promoting mental wellness. And you think that this platform is like your baby step into start conversation and voicing up um, all these topics. Did I get it right? Pretty much. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think you've done a great job. Oh my God. It takes so much energy. Like yeah. I can't think of anything else when I'm fully, fully engaged and I don't do that enough. 
Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't my turn and I guiltily admit that I was sewn out halfway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about that? Why don't Beth, you be the speaker and Rita, you be the listener. All right, yep, let's do that. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, so you eat to me. It's very cliche to say that it's something that represents the three of us. I think we are so unique in a way. Sometimes I even am surprised that we are friends. Um, But yet the purpose, the same purpose that we have in our commitment to self-growth has really broadened my horizon and enriched our friendship in ways that I cannot understand or I won't imagine that we could do that with our friendship. And um, I think we first started with the the sole purpose of just serving and just, as Mel said, stimulating people into, in a way, helping them as well in their self-growth. But I think that now it's more than just ourselves. It's more like empowering and lifting our community that we created together. One minute, nine seconds. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you can, uh, you, I'll count you as a good active listener if you can get like 60%. <laughs> right. Okay. So you to Vivian is, uh, it means a lot to her because it started by three of us whom she, she, she was surprised that we were friends because <laughs> of how different we are. But I think the common ground that we had is how much we are passionate about self-growth. And this platform isn't just about us sharing about things about us. It's also about uplifting and inspiring our community. How, mm, how do I do? That's great. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Clap, clap. But do you understand how engaged you have to be in that conversation to really? Yeah. To really like to, to be honest, except listening examination, I won't put that much of focus when someone talks <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it, it's crazy yeah because sometimes when you just talk to people you get beat in pieces and you kind of connect the dot yourself and you like i, I grasp your ideas that's exactly that's it, right you feel like you understand what they're talking about but then you're yeah and that's really enough engaged. yeah yeah rita your turn timer oh okay, i'm really you- nervous three two one start so the unlabeling effect to me is a like what Vivian said, not just about us. It's also about reaching different um, group of audience that resonate with any of us because three of us bring in three very different perspectives towards one single issue. And not only that, I think Yuyi helped me to grow a lot because I never really routinely um, put time aside to do some interesting action work and when I try to make sense of all my emotions and you know even some negative uh, experience that I had before Yuyi is a platform or gave me an opportunity to digest all of these and help me to grow as a person and ideally collectively as a community so I'm really glad that we have started it so yeah one minute and 84. Okay so to start off with UE is, as you said, it echoes with what Vivian said earlier. It's not just about us three. It's about um, a community is, you know, us giving 
a platform for people to grow and develop and hopefully we can empower other people. But apart from that, you really have used this opportunity to help you to grow a lot because you don't really have much time uh, before you eat or you didn't really have a big enough excuse, I guess, to reflect and, you know, look back on a lot of lessons and really understand a lot of emotions that you felt maybe alienated from. And because of UE, you really had the opportunity to break down all those emotional challenges or a lot of unfamiliar emotions. And so you're really proud of this and you would hope to give more to the community. Yes, I think you got like 90% of that. I'm impressed, Mel. I'm so impressed. Usually I wouldn't be as engaged as I was. It's kind of natural as well because our focus time span is just not that long as a human being. Yeah, so just like reflecting back on our little three-minute session earlier, from a speaker point of view, did your listener have any kind of visual cues or responses that you felt like she was fully listening or not quite fully listening or not listening at all? That was a tricky question because... If I have to deliver a speech like in an impromptu manner, Mm. which I haven't had a preparation, I was so busy gathering my thought and delivering. So I, to be honest, I really didn't look at you at all because I was trying to figure (laughs) out what I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, but if I'm to do a presentation, I would say when I'm really knowing what I was going to say beforehand, then I would able to have the capability or have the capacity to look at the audience and read the room a bit Mm. yeah but just now no I I did not look at you (laughs) (laughs) because from my point of view when I was the speaker and Viv was the listener I could tell that she was very engaged because she had this purpose of knowing that she wanted to try to you know really remember as many information as she could. I agreed with Rita. Like I wasn't even looking at her. Like the active listening exercise that we just did, our purpose was not to listen. Our purpose is not for us to look bad when we have to summarize. So it's not even our, like, I didn't want to understand that person. My sole purpose is I need to look good, (laughs) you know? And sometimes I think that maybe our priorities are wrong. Like maybe we have to reflect on how much am I going to get from this engagement? And then ties back to our charismatic episode, how much attention does this person deserve? So I listen to every single word they say. How do you make that decision, right? If it's a person that you find attractive, of course. If it's a business meeting, of course. But I think we need to cut ourselves some slack when we wander a little bit because it reminds me um, of my PR days. Like when I first graduated, I entered the PR industry and then I had to meet like journalists, publishers and all that. And then one night at an event, we drink and then we have to talk to like 30, 40 people that we don't know and we don't care about. Um, but we just want their coverage. That's our like our sole purpose. So I guess... 
like I guilty as charged. Like most of the time when they tell me something like, oh, I went to France for this like little trip with my husband. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. But I'm not listening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like that is like, I just want to have that um, interaction with them. And then in my head, I will automatically think of the next question that I can ask like oh so what what do you want to write about next month you know (laughs) so um yeah so I guess purpose really um plays a big role I do you feel like there is a correlation between your purpose and your concentration span almost like you unconsciously would have rated how important that conversation is Mm -hmm. Um, and how open you are that you are wrong I think that's why it's important to consciously witness or observe how present you are. I do think like the concentration span is limited for sure for everyone. So how you distribute that cautiously to make the best out of that encounter is the skills that we have. For example, your concentration level would not be the same if you're having one-on-one coffee date with someone or you have in a conference, which line up with like a lot of little presentations. You only will have like first full attention in the full first minute to see whether how relevant or how interested are you in that topic. If you're not, you would just zone out and wait for another one that might interest you. But you know, whereas in a coffee date, you you already put the time aside to meet that person. I think mm-hmm. you would just put more effort in listening to what he or she is going to offer. One time, Mel and I went uh, for a hike and then we ended up having lunch. And then we were talking about deep stuff. I remember she was talking and then I realized that my mind is shifting, like slowly drifting away. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I forced myself to look her in the eye. My listening ability wasn't restored immediately. But when I looked at her, like I really looked at her and then it slowly helped me like anchor back. Like I feel like my soul is like from my outer body, just like floating back. (laughs) When the speaker is talking and the audience nods and like having eye contact, Actually, that feeds to the confidence of the speaker as well. And he or she will be more engaged or, or passionate in delivering what he or she want to say. But what do you think like affects your level of um, engagement or level of attention? The first thing that comes in mind is electronic gadgets. If my Apple Watch or my phone keeps on banging in my pocket, it really makes me having the idea of guessing what is that message or what is that alert. And that would really weaken my attention in that conversation. Through my observations, I feel like Viv gets distracted easily when it comes to external noises. Whereas, mm-hmm. interestingly, when I'm zoned in or engaged with someone in a conversation, for some reason, I could not hear those like noises. My my body would just naturally block those like distractions mm. weirdly. Whereas I'm more sensitive to physical or visual um, disruptions. Mm. I love that Mel is so openly admitting she's like a dog. <laughs> she's, she's, she said, yeah, sometimes I'm like a dog. Like when I see something, I was like, <gasps> with my ears up. And then I'm so curious. I want to know what's happening around. And I would usually make that noise too. I'd be like, oh, yeah. 
And then she's so like her facial expression is so cute. She's so dramatic in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> she's super authentic. <laughs> Uh, um, guilty, like I am very sensitive to noises. I was born like this. When uh, we first launched Unlabeling Effect and then we did an interview at Repulse Bay and then we met this really nice lady. She told me this, actually. I wasn't aware of this. It's like people who comes from a divorced family where they grew up in a very, you know, with fights and like throwing things like environment like this, they grow up to be super sensitive to noises. And I didn't realize it until that point. So I'm super sensitive to those. Mm. And it's like whenever in restaurants, like I hear those utensils clinging, I don't know, like dropping on the floor. It not only distracts me, it actually it irritates, irritates me. Yeah. yeah. Because I thought I wasn't being very nice, you know, like so easily irritated. But once I found the reason, I was like, huh, so it's not my fault. (laughs) So except like environmental cues, I think my own mental state or where I am at that time in my headspace also affects a lot in my um, attention span or, or focus. So, for example, if I scheduled a lunch meeting with a friend, but I was like full on that morning and I was like rushing out to meet her and my mind is still like going like 100 miles an hour I I couldn't really focus and switch on right away I would be like taking some time to get the anchor back and to focus and listen and engage in that conversation really to point out that the speaker could tell could tell whether Mm -hmm. you're listening you know active listening is meant to keep both the listener and the speaker actively engaged in a conversation, right? So let's play a little game again and see how many ticks we actually get. So the first one is paying attention. So what does paying attention mean though? It's about allowing time instead of rushing to make a respond to your speaker. Mm-hmm. So that's paying attention. And then it's also about not, you know, um, trying to finish their sentence, though, or, you know, already starting to form some sort of judgment or opinions before they even finish their line. So I guess what we could do is like you can give yourself like a little score. You can have we can do half points. OK, so if you feel right. like you're not quite good at this, so maybe give yourself half a point. The next one is withholding judgment. Mm. So it's about suspending yourself and making any judgments hold on to any criticisms that you want to make and avoid any interruptions Mm. the third one is reflecting so reflecting basically means you trying to mirror what the speaker is trying to say um, informatively but also emotionally by potentially paraphrasing their key points or you know reflecting on what they just said Mm. so it's like reiterating her emotion yeah it's just paraphrasing what she said all right the the fourth one is clarifying so do you ask questions about what they just said if you're unclear about any kind of points that your speaker said would you ask questions the next one is summarizing so would you restate like key words or key ideas or key points that your speaker told you And do you kind of try to, I guess, summarize their point of view for them? The last one is um, sharing. So once you've gained an understanding of the speaker's perspective, 
would you then introduce your own ideas or make even some suggestions or share your feelings towards what that person just said as an expert on this let's let's talk about our overall score okay yeah. sure mine is 3.5 i'm on a five yeah i'm also five yeah, I mm. think I scored on zero on two things that are pretty overlapping, which are reflecting and summarizing. I don't really repeat what people say usually. That's why I don't do that. It's interesting that you said that because I actually use mirroring and summarizing to gain clarifications. Mm. So it's kind of like across like point three, four, and 5, uh, which are reflecting, clarifying, and summarizing. I tend to use phrases like, so do you mean you feel this? and this and that's why maybe you're feeling like this mm. these are like phrases that i tend to use yeah for me clarif- mm. yeah i would use clarifying to understand more i would just try to ask like what happened exactly could you tell me more like what was this context here i rated myself the lowest on uh paying attention and withholding judgments i had like 0.5 no, on no i don't agree with that mel I think you're the best in withholding judgment mm. among the three of us. I agree. <laughs> like <laughs> you're selling yourself short. I felt, but I feel like sometimes I would have that eager to, oh, I want to like share my opinion. And then I sometimes would interrupt people's line or, you know. Mm. But that's not judgment. That's just that you want to respond, but that's not judgment. Yeah, but part, but part of withholding judgment is to, to interrupt. Yeah, because you should really mm-hmm. let that person to finish their story before you interrupt. Right. Mm. I remember asking the hosts at Talking Mental um, whether it's healthy to help a person to find a word when they're not when they're struggling, basically. So she said that you can wait. You should wait for a while because. The process of them finding a word is also them trying to figure out how they're feeling exactly. Right. So maybe they don't even know what they're feeling, how they're feeling. And they, they're they even trying to articulate it. But towards a point when they're looking at you asking for help, um, of course, you're welcome to jump in. But I guess it takes a lot of communication skills to really get that cue and then decide to step in. It's really good that Vivian brought up the point of finishing someone's sentence because I'm so guilty of doing that all the time. Like when someone just paused and I just find a vocabulary and just fit in there. And I don't think people appreciate it sometimes. So I score myself really low with that as well. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. that too sometimes. It's just, I don't know. I think we all do it. Look what I'm yeah. doing now. <laughs> <laughs> um fifth what what were the main points that you scored yourself a little lower than one actually i don't have zeros i only have 0.5s on oh. pay attention and summarizing hmm. i think pay attention i should have scored myself zero as like two days ago when i went on a date and then we were talking about this big topic i forgot what it was there's this beautiful pier side view of the whole hong kong skyline with the sunset and it's gonna go away and then you're just like the sunset is so beautiful and he keeps talking and talking just too many stimuli like it's normal kind of normal right 
Yeah, but then I'm pretty sure I didn't make him feel very good. He was making the step to help me understand him. So I shouldn't let a view overpower or overtake the parsi. Female, you're doing it again. <laughs> Sometimes, do you find that we are just picking on things we want to listen? Yes, to a certain extent. It's like when people are talking, especially people that I first, if I'm meeting them for the first time, and I'm trying to find a common ground where we're both like passionate towards or a topic that we both are familiar with. Like I, I will like look for those cues, and then I would grab on them if I want to like build that relationship with them. But sometimes I reflect on myself whether I actually. Missed out on opportunities on things that I should listen to, and that would help me grow. But sometimes we just don't have interest in everything, right? But I do think the two exercises that we did earlier—they are both pretty good reminders for us. Really try to engage or try to activate、um, the visual cues that you know people would appreciate if you're being the listener. You know, giving them the eye contact, giving them. More engaging signs. As a listener, you also have a lot of skills that we've now learned that we can, you know, make the whole conversation more interesting and、um, more engaging by really paying attention, withholding your judgment, because that's something that I do all the time. Always try to finish somebody else's sentence, and then so like reflecting, like mirroring what they just said. And then clarifying, which is just basically ask question for clarifications, summarizing what they say before the last point of really wrapping up and summarizing what they said, and then share your own opinions or your own ideas. I want to know what is summarizing, because summarizing people's words can sometimes be offensive. Summarizing here means、um, summarizing key ideas or key、uh, key points of this conversations. It could include different、uh, opinions. But how often do you do that in a conversation? These are just skills that perhaps you can slot in when you feel like it's appropriate to that、mm-hmm. conversation. Because I think it'll be really awkward if you follow the flow. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I really rarely summarize.、Um, People's statement when we are having a conversation, it just goes. I think summarizing is helpful only when it's like a business meeting. You know what? I don't kind of agree on that because if you think about it, even on very light-hearted conversations, for example,、um, let's say we had a dinner tonight, and at the end of the dinner, we were like, "Oh, we mentioned that we would go to the bookstore next week, and then we have that、um, exhibition going like the weekend after." Okay, that's. I'll put that all in our calendar, and then I'm very excited. Let's,、oh, I'm looking、okay. forward to it. Ah,、oh, follow up points. Yeah, if you put it that way, that makes sense. That's all for today's episode on "Are You Really Listening?" Join us again next time when we talk about crave for understanding. Thank you for tuning in, and let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Unlabeling Effect. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes, and give us a rating. Until then. Dare to feel, dare to be real.